Don't look at results. Simply be obedient to God. It's beyond your pay grade to know the effects of your obedience. There is one wiser than you who is working out a purpose and plan. So simply be obedient to him. We're in a time of harvest for obedience that you have already done. And some of you think that your obedience, whatever God was doing with it, that's great, but you'll probably never see the results. This is a season where you're going to see the results of your obedience that you thought was left long in the past. And it's a day for new, new steps of faith, new obedience, simply stepping out. And there's things that God is calling me to step into, and I don't understand them. I'll just explain one to you, just so you know. The 25th of this month, I will not be here. I'll talk to my elders about it later. (laughs) Get forgiveness, not permission. (laughs) I know they know my heart. I know they know how I walk. But last Sunday as we were worshiping, God told me it was time and gave me a church and told me to go there and visit that church. Now God's spoken to me prophetically more than once about him sending me out and I have been in my prayer closet saying, God, no one's inviting me anywhere. No one I think even knows I'm here. So whatever it is that you're doing, you have to figure that out. And yet, last Sunday night, God told me to go. And so I'm going to visit a church in Stratford. I had to tell them I was coming. They didn't invite me. (laughs) I told them I wanted no obligation for me to speak. I'm not going to speak. I'm going to be obedient. I'm not going. They said, well, do you have a word from the Lord? I said, I don't. (laughs) I'm simply going in obedience. I want you to know that. And they said to me, well, that's when we're having our annual business meeting afterwards, so it's going to be a shorter service, and so you're not really going to see a lot of what we do. I said, I'm just going to be there. It's just an obedience. And there's some other areas where God is calling me to go. Some of them I'm going to invite you guys to join me in. One of them is I believe that we as a church need to go and join with Grand Valley Church in one of their midweek prayer meetings and stand with them and pray for a breakthrough. So I want to do that, and we're going to do that. But there's just steps of obedience that you're, you're going to be called to do. And, and there's things that God's called me to do that I look at, you know, who, who even cares? <laughs> and the result is they go unnoticed. That's not the point. The point is your obedience. And once God has an obedient servant, he can do anything. Because I heard it said by a wise man one day that you never know if this is the day he'll put the sword in your hand and you'll slay your giant. Hallelujah. So take those steps of obedience. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let me give you, let me just give you the... uh, Cole's note version here, where 
we need to go. I've been talking with you regarding, and this is a two-year journey, if you really want to know, one apostle sent from heaven, and only one. He is the messenger carrying the message for this final day, this final hour, this time before the coming of the kingdom of his glory and his power. One message, one messenger, and he embodies that message. And that one is Jesus Christ, the apostle and high priest of our faith. Pay attention. Consider deeply. Fix your eyes. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Hear him. We have not yet heard. But there is a sound that is coming from heaven. And when the church hears that sound, there is an explosion that is going to take place. For the faith that will arise and the obedience that will result is going to be unprecedented. It will not just be a small band. It will be an army. So one of the key scriptures that I've been looking at is, today if you will hear his voice and harden not your heart. And I've talked to you about that. That is taken from Psalms 95. It is not something being spoken to the children of Israel, that generation that came out of Egypt, but it's being spoken about them but it's being spoken to us. And it's being drawn from Psalms 95, which is a psalm that calls us to true worship, to a singing and celebrating before our God because he is the great God and the king above all the earth, to a bowing down and humbling ourselves before him in worship, in reverence, because he is our God. And we are the people of his shepherd. But then calling us into the depths of true worship, which is today, if you will hear his voice. Because your worship is all lip service and it's all outward expression until today you hear his voice. You fully come under persuasion of what it is that he says, which results in an obedience of your life. This is worship. This is the worship that he is calling to us to. And so he looks back at the children of Israel and he says, understand that generation that came out of Egypt. They saw my works. They saw me humble Pharaoh. They saw me humble the gods of the Egyptians. They experienced the protection and the redemption of the blood of the Lamb. And they were saved from the death angel that passed over them. They experienced deliverance from slavery. They went through the Red Sea as though through a baptism. And in the Red Sea, Pharaoh and his armies were destroyed. And they had no way to go back to slavery. And God brought them out through the wilderness. He brought them into times of testing and difficulty with the purpose of teaching them to rely fully upon his word. But that generation 
never let the message that God had come to fulfill his covenant to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. A covenant that already foretold that his descendants would go into slavery for 400 years. But then God would bring them out. And God would bring them into the land that he had promised to their forefathers. They never allowed that message to actually connect with faith in their hearts. They saw, they saw what God had done, but they easily forgot in every situation they were in. They forgot who he was, and they forgot the promise he had given. And they failed to be fully persuaded that what God had promised, he would perform. But what God had promised, he had determined and purposed from the beginning of creation. Everything that God does and everything that God speaks is not some new idea or thought, something just made in the moment. What he speaks has been purposed from the beginning. And I want you to know that there will be a church that will rise up in the full power and the full glory of Jesus Christ. It's simply waiting for a generation that will be persuaded that we are that generation. The word will not fail. The word will not fail. The word will not fail. It is simply waiting for a generation who will be fully persuaded. And the word that I'm speaking about is a word that was spoken not from a mouth but from a life. It was spoken from the life of one who left heaven and became man and was born among us and lived his life among us and demonstrated and revealed the full glory of our Father. It has to say something to you. He lived among us. He connected with our infirmities and our sickness and our pain. He connected with the oppression of the enemy and he brought relief and he brought healing and he brought deliverance. It has to speak something to you. He refused to be pulled, controlled, or manipulated by any religious influence or any world influence. But he yielded his life only and fully to the will of his Father because he was living life to its fullest. That has to speak something to you. It's speaking. It's speaking. It's speaking about you. It's speaking about you. This is who you were called to be, and this is the power of him in you. It's simply waiting for a generation who will be persuaded that it's you. It's waiting. He has sworn by oath that a generation who refuses to believe will never enter into this, even though it was settled. It was settled before creation. We're not waiting for him to fulfill his word. He's waiting for us to believe. 
Today, if you will hear his voice. Today, if you will hear his voice. The Son of God, the Son of Man, went to the cross to fully identify with your sin and nail it there so that it would be completely removed from you so that you could, you could rise again to a new life, fully righteous, fully living in God's faith. It has to speak something to you so that you come under the full persuasion, the full persuasion. Faith is not in the fact that you nod your head in assent to the things that I am declaring about Jesus. Faith is when your heart is fully impacted and fully influenced so that your, your thoughts and your perceptions, your attitudes and your motives, everything regarding you is impacted and influenced because you have laid hold of it. What you are living for and what you are moving towards is as though you hold the title deed to it. It's yours. I'm going after it. It's worth me investing my life in. It's worth me giving my all for because it's mine. It has been guaranteed. And I want you to know what God has spoken to us through His Son. He has spoken in such a way that you would have absolutely no uncertainty. If it wasn't enough that He gave His one and only Son, to accomplish this, that his son gave his very lifeblood to make this possible. Hallelujah. If it wasn't enough that God became man and, and actually became one of us, if, if it wasn't enough that there is now a man actually seated at the right hand of the Father, already entered into in order to guarantee your future, your destiny, and your inheritance. If it wasn't enough, God, who cannot lie, swore an oath and went into covenant so that you could have the certainty because what he's asking you is to give your life, to give your life. And there is going to rise up a generation who is going to give their life to the cause of the kingdom. It's already stirring. It's already stirring. And don't tell me it's only going to be a younger generation from 30 and below. Don't you dare tell me, because there's too many Caleb's, hallelujah, that are in the midst. Hallelujah. And I plan to be a Caleb. I'm done. Stand. Hallelujah. These are the three statements that I have, and I'm, hey, I didn't even get anywhere in my notes. These are the three statements. You are going to recapture your boldness and your conviction. You are going to find your hope and your confidence reawakened. And you're going to find your passion reignited. You're going to come alive. Let me just announce that again. If you can hear this, you are going to recapture. Some of you have actually surrendered and let go of this. Just because of things that happened. No no condemnation, no, nothing. Just things in life happened and you let go. You are going to recapture the boldness and the conviction. 
that was yours. You're going to find your hope and your confidence reawaken. And again, things happened that just robbed you of those. They're yours. You're stepping back into it. You're going to find your passion reignited. You're going to reclaim the call of God on your life. And you're going to begin to move in it in a way that you thought was long forgotten. Amen.